great events create great brands. And it takes a village to put on an event that engages, excites, and connects audiences to your brand. And we're that village. I'm Alyssa. I'm Paulina. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Great Events, the podcast for all people interested in events and marketing. Hello, everyone. What is going on in the wide, wide world of events? I'm Rachel. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Paulina. And today you're going to get to hear from all your great events hosts today. We have a very fun episode for you guys today. The three of us haven't just been together in a really long time, pretty much all season. I mean, we've divided and conquered for most of it with the busyness of the return to in-person. But with that said, today we are talking about our return to office and our employee engagement events that have kind of surrounded Cvent as a company coming back to the return of office. We're going to talk about that and much, much more um, regarding trends and, and how events are kind of following suit to people returning to office in general. So yeah, I'm just going to dive right in and, and we're going to give some of our perspectives on on all the goodness. So depending on where you guys work, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know about other companies, but our leadership team had a very lengthy debate on what the return to office looks like and what was best for, for us. I think in general, I don't know if we're late to the game here. I know a lot of people have returned to office this year and they've done it in a number of various different ways, depending on the companies, like not coming back to office, going completely hybrid, going completely remote and giving up their office space. So there's just a lot of trends around that. And I read an interesting stat the other day that was like, basically 60 or 70% of remote and hybrid Americans, this is just for, for North America, intended to return to office in some capacity. And then of that 70%, only about 13, 10% of those people were going to come back all five days that week. So for us, it's even, we, we've kind of developed like a little bit of a hybrid program where we're coming in one to two days a week, six to eight days per month as kind of a pilot program to returning to office. So we all all have a little bit of a unique perspective just for our listeners. I'm fully remote in Denver and Paulina is at our HQ office. And then Alyssa is back at our HQ office, but used to be in a regional office slash remote. So we all have kind of different perspectives. So anyway, different viewpoints. What are your guys' thoughts on returning? Let's just have a open dialogue here. I'm happy to kind of kick it off. I come from the mindset where I've just been craving the in-office engagement experience, being with the team. I think it comes with sort of the nature of the career, right? Events, like you want to be face-to-face. You want to have those creative opportunities to exchange ideas, to just sort of turn around in your chair and, and ask someone a question. To me, that's all second nature. And, and I've, over the last few years, have been craving that. So the return to office has been a really anticipated opportunity for myself. And I think my team shares that similar sentiment. I mean, half of the team is new. And so they haven't really had a chance to to get to know us on that in-person kind of level. And so there's been a lot of excitement around it. And we'll get into this in a little bit. But I think something that's unique for our team is that we've been very integrated in the return to office planning and execution, right? Rachel's very much part of the strategy and and my team has been very much in partnership with HR and, and other departments in terms of implementing it um, and what that experience looks like. Is it a one-day event? Is it a multi-week program? Is it How does it extend beyond the, the walls of HQ? And so that's been something that's been really interesting to sort of experience and execute at the same time. 
Yeah, and I can actually pr- provide a counter to Paulina's enthusiasm for being back in the office. I've had, I don't want to say a significant amount of anxiety about going back, but I, like Rachel had called out in the beginning of the conversation, I was a remote employee, lived three years approximately out of state, was going to a different regional office every once in a while, but for the most part had been pretty much a virtual plugged into the Zoom conversation for the last, you know, pre-pandemic times. So I had not only pandemic hurdle to get over, but also having moved back. I also moved job functions in that time frame. So I'm seated in a different department and none of my team members actually are where I can turn my chair and talk to them, right? So I'm having to kind of like forge these new relationships with people that aren't necessarily part of my day-to-day. When did we start going back, guys? Middle of September? Is that right? So it's been like about a month of this, like going in and trying to get used to it, the pilot program, if you will. And I feel like I'm just turning the corner on realizing, okay, there's value to the relationships that I do have in the office that might not be just on my team, but that are part of this bigger kind of C-Vent perspective. And part of that, and I'm, I'm just going to like kind of tee this up and then we can go deeper on kind of the event strategy is some of the events that Paulina and Rachel and the team produce. They are very intentional about bringing people together to create relationships when they aren't necessarily on the same team, right? So one that is a huge, huge, big deal and was one of my favorite things that happened when I was at our headquarter office the first time before I moved away was our C-Vent Halloween I'll call it the bonanza, but it really is a big deal. And and this team really does a major, major execution and strategy for how this impacts our retention and our recruitment efforts for Cement. Wow. So we have a lot of major themes to touch on here. Let's start with like the pre-event strategy stuff. I think for me, I and I'll just explain to our listeners, I'm sure at other companies, there's tons of committees and cross-functional groups that get together to make decisions. And I was uh, fortunate enough to be part of the return to office global committee across all of our all of our global offices, including India and, and and beyond. And being a remote employee, I have alongside our remote employee committee, um, which is we call our regional office council or ROC. Being part of that has kind of you know as a new remote employee, but also with the lens on being in person before pre pandemic at HQ for you know almost ten years. I have that lens, but I also have the remote lens now. So being part of that committee was was interesting because obviously everybody has different viewpoints on how many days we should go back, what engagement actually means, because engagement is a huge buzzword that can mean like 18 different things, right? So defining what engagement means for employees, because you have to survey your employees and what do people actually want? And there was a lot of that. There were a lot of discussions prior to going back and I think there was twofold, like people love the flexibility of working from home, but they also miss the in-person stuff like Paulina and you just mentioned. Like I know as a remote employee, I feel severe FOMO that my team gets to see each other a couple days a week and I get to see them on Zoom. But that just means I have to be even more plugged in and engaged, reaching out to them to meet and being a part of that without getting kind of like I don't know, left behind isn't the right word, but there's certain engagement that happens at these offices. So part of the discussion was like, yes, it's amazing that we're going back in person. And that engagement is part of the reason why you're in an office and part of the benefits of being in an office include things like doing lunches or doing engagement events that we can chat chat about in a second. But like, then how do you bring your remote people in to feel that same engagement level? It's really tough. And so there were many, many meetings where we went back and forth on 
How do we engage remote? How do we engage in person? Looking at the in person first and then saying, what are these different activities could also lend itself to the remote population? And I don't think we're perfect, but I think we did a pretty decent job returning to office. Even though I wasn't there, I could feel the excitement on site. I could feel people like meeting each other for the first time in like two years, and especially people that were hired during the pandemic. It's just, you have to think about that. And I think, Pauline, you touched on this, but like the partnership between operations, HR, any of the committees that are, you know, the ROC committee, like I mentioned, getting all those people and having events tied into the mix is important. So I'd recommend to our listeners, if you're not part of those discussions, be part of them because you don't want a pop-up event to come to you and last minute, you probably want to be part of the strategy or discuss with HR who handles it if it's an HR engagement versus a, uh, a full-scale events program. Cvent has really treated return to office as an event. It's like a very long campaign type event. But so much so that it's like kind of called return to office. Like we have an acronym internal. It's RTO. Like it's very much has an event strategy, not just an engagement strategy. Those two things go hand in hand when you're doing events. But a lot of other departments don't necessarily see it that way. And I think activating the events team is critical to the success that we're at least seeing on our end. So I just wanted to call that out that we're really treating this not just moment in time, but this kind of extended campaign as an event in of itself. And then Paulina's team is really the ones presenting and delivering that engagement strategy on behalf of the org. Yeah. And I think while there's been this amazing return to office strategy, I think it isn't necessarily second nature or we wouldn't have necessarily assumed that the meetings and events team would have taken on such a large role. I think it's been amazing to see the team flex these new muscles, right? Or perhaps the same muscles that we would for a large user conference and it's being activated for an internal employee experience, right? We're working, Rachel mentioned operations, HR. We're thinking about people who have never been to the office before and what does that logistically look like? You have to pull up to the front of the office, get your parking card from there. How do you get from the garage to like your particular tower, right? These are the level of logistics that the team actually was involved in. And I think it just shows the sort of versatility of transferable skills that planners have, that meetings professionals have, that we're able to step in and, and help support a really large and important strategy fundamentally, you know, impacting business in a new way. And I thought our team did a phenomenal job. We're still, you know, the strategy that we're leveraging is a, a multi-week program, right? I think it's, what is it, Rach? Like six, seven weeks? Eight, yeah, seven, seven or eight weeks of programming each day or every week, basically doing one to two things per day, which I guess we could talk about with the group. I mean, they're not these monumental events, but they are impactful in terms of engaging with your employees. So some examples would be like our ice cream social that we had, where you could bring everybody into the kitchen and network with senior management. We have coffee and donuts where you, again, network together in the morning and have like talking points and things like that. When we first returned, there was a big happy hour in the office and engaging all the floors to bring everybody kind of together for lunches. A lot of it, you're seeing a theme around food here. There's a lot of food brings people together type things. But I think that there's in our opinion, when we were brainstorming things, it was one, our goal was to get employees talking to each other in different departments, but then also networking with some of senior leadership that they may not get FaceTime with on a Zoom meeting. 
And Paulina and boots on the ground help execute all of that. And we're still kind of in the middle of it, right, Paulina? Yeah, it has been like, like she's mentioned, it's been a, an activation every week, sometimes twice a week, in addition to sort of these food and beverage based connection op experiences. We've also expanded upon existing framework events that were already on our roadmap, right? So we had a global town hall, we had a mid-year promotion celebration. So, you know, it was kind of expanding on that footprint and extending that engagement at HQ and globally and, and throughout our, our remote offices. We had Halloween. Hackathon. Hackathon. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of existing programs that were kind of already in place and seemed to serve similar goals for some of the additional engagement opportunities. I think the most exciting one, the one that Alyssa was like alluding to earlier is our upcoming Halloween. And I wish we could uh, like attach a piece of collateral to this episode so that you could see <laughs> the level of strategy, creativity, investment that our team and the employees have around this holiday, it just really exudes that fun, collegial, enthusiastic, just high energy culture that is so, you know, synonymous with Cvent. I'm just really excited to see it be activated, but then we're looking at it differently this year. I have to throw her name out here because she is really the the queen of of the engagement experience. But Sam Ephemitis, who's been on the, the podcast previously, is really spearheading this. And it's not just Halloween at HQ. It's not just Halloween at remote offices. That We have completely incorporated the entire remote experience to be a part of this really special day um, in Cvent culture, where costume contests are not just exclusive to on-site. There are remote employees, regional offices. There are cash prizes. There are fun gifts that are allocated. So it's a full hybrid event, if you will, right? Like she has been really thinking about ensuring that the experience is optimized for, for everyone, regardless of where they sit in the org. It's exciting. I think we're hopefully not going what we're doing a good job engaging all the different employees that, that partake in it and feel like they're connected to the overall contest. I mean, we could do literally a whole episode on just how Cvent runs Halloween. We've had some very funny social media pictures posted over the years. Um, if you are a follower of Cvent on Instagram or anything, but there's, it's a funny day because everybody just goes about meetings like normal. We also have interviews that come in and we've, we've been known to see like Harry Potter's and Winnie the Pooh's interviewing people, which is hilarious because Imagine being a candidate coming into the office looking for, for a job and you're being interviewed by, I don't know, Glenda the Good Witch. I, I, there's just, there's, it's, it's hilarious. But I think it's not just like probably what the listeners think is just like, oh, people dress up and it's a fun day. It's just so much more integrated than that. There's like a literal run of show for the day. There are kids coming in, there's contests. Now we have decorating different areas of the, the office contests. We have pumpkin carving for, you know, remote people, there's contests for pets and kids and home offices. Like we're just really incorporating like more integration for not just like in the headquarters office, we're looking at everybody and saying, everybody participate in this to engage with the culture that is a more fun culture. I was jotting down like a couple of things while you guys were talking. Cause it's like, to me, I'm like trying to notice like the changes in what's gone on with in the planning industry and kind of the event production industry. And the one thing that you were calling out Paulina a little bit earlier was kind of this like hyper collaborative environment where people lean onto the meetings and de events department because 
you guys are experts, not just in events per se, you're experts in experiences and the engagement that comes along from those experiences. And so to me, I know we talked a lot about the early stages of the pandemic and even like kind of an outcome of that, how marketing and meetings and events are working so closely together because they're achieving all these commercial objectives and you're getting more leads and you're just getting more engagement and all that stuff's so good for the, the marketing department. All of that's great. That's externally focused. There's also these internal objectives that your, your HR department needs to achieve as well that are kind of eerily similar to your customer focused objectives, like getting new people, recruitment efforts, or trying to keep the people that you have, the retention efforts, but for the employees. And so I think it's interesting and yet no surprise to me that the, our meetings and events team is so heavily involved and tactically utilized in that way. I know a lot of organizations probably have their HR team doing these things, but I think there is a critical piece of these kind of experience makers. I like to put that in quotes because I think that they really are champions for that cause. And you can hear it through what Rachel just described. Like our Halloween is out of control. Amazing. I came from an organization prior to C-Vent that was kind of fun and cool. And we all dressed up and lots of decor, but there was no run of show. Like it didn't go to that level of, of insanity, but it's special and it makes people feel like they're a part of a really great work environment and certainly is one of our like biggest recruitment and both retention efforts because it feels fun to be part of an environment that brings that type of energy to, to your workplace. We go all in or not at all, uh, right? I, I was just going to say that. I was like, I hate to say it, but like, we're not going to just skim the surface on this experience, particularly with our employees, because we know how important getting together is. And so it is a go big or go home kind of effort. From the senior management level, like lens, arguably, and this is nothing against external events or our, our partners or customers, like those are equally uh, important. But at companies, I mean, your biggest asset is your employees. So you want to make sure that they're happy. And part of the engagement experience that you leverage at your events program or, or with your HR teams like is so important. And sometimes it feels like you don't have enough resources to do all the things that you need or want to do. I feel like that's sometimes where we have so many great ideas for internal events and we're engaging our employees as much as we can, but there's always new ideas and always new ways to do it. But I think that's one of our, I mean, it's one of our like core missions within our company is like the DNA of its people. And in order to keep good people, you need to have great experiences. And that for us is, is super important on the events team. I kind of want to put this out to our listeners. There's no response or answer to this, but I would be interested to hear what other organizations are doing from the lens of the meetings and events team. And I'm also curious what your onboarding or return to office experience has been like for you and your team, just from a comparative lens. And I'm curious what it feels like to be the onboarders or the people working this return to office experience at another organization. Because I, I do genuinely feel like, you know, we got our team together a little earlier before the official return to office and kind of got our bearings in terms of where are we sitting again? What does our pod look like? Like kind of understanding what the, the physical space and return to office looks like. But then beyond that, we've really been executing and, and implementing off of this really fantastic strategy. But I am taking a second to sort of take hindsight into consideration and say, what how have I returned to office for our team? 
have we returned too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot yeah, about that. Returned too, but <laughs> thinking about best practices for a meetings and events team, you're so quickly returning and executing and implementing, but also, you know, is there a moment to genuflect and say, how have we returned? And are there best practices that we can share across the industry that maybe support that experience for, for these particular teams? Same for HR too, right? HR operations. These people have been very much a part of the return to office experience and perhaps maybe never really left. And so I'd be curious to hear what those perspectives are. We need to then plan where someone else in the company needs to plan a success event for us successfully returning uh, where we just, uh, us in HR and operations have a, have a party a return on return of their favor of, of sorts. Yeah. I think that, that that's a good point, Paulina. And I do think, you know, one other thing to think about is the ripple effects of all these like smaller things across, whether it's food related or it's like buying office supplies for for remote people, what, what, whatever the engagement point is, or gift cards for your remote employees and having virtual experiences that aren't virtual happy hours because nobody wants to do those damn things anymore. They just want to engage. <laughs> I want a people. real drink. <laughs> yeah, it, but that ripple effect of money going back into um, programs, I think, is really impactful for the events industry, but also the fringe industry, right? Like the the delivery people, the the shipping, the gift cards, everything that goes into events, uh, maybe on the peripheral, but has to do with these engagement experiences that are very much part of the events industry, but in the internal space. And I feel like I'm sure the the supply chain and all of that like is feeling it. Um, return, but it's also good for the economy to like bring these back to the, to the to the table. The whole ecosystem starts to thrive again and be brought back to life, which is encouraging. I think one other thing I was going to mention, just from a remote lens, is one of the things that I think we did really well is share some tips and tricks with people returning to office. Just like a reminder to remember that the culture is now shifted. Right? It's now more on the hybrid side or more on the remote side than maybe in the office, you know, and some, some other companies may have shut down offices and maybe just gone to HQ, but their work remote population is X, or maybe they went fully remote. And how do you engage people with those, those meetings? And what, is it more travel uh, to meet in areas for a sales kickoff or is it trainings twice a year? And that literally is shifting everybody's internal events program. I mean, that could be a separate episode all on its own. Like, how did the work culture of hybrid versus remote versus in-person return affect your total events program internally? Like, I mean, don't even get me started. Like, looking at like the numbers itself, you're like, well, shoot, we have to think about our HQ in week differently. We were just talking, we were, Pauline and I were just on a meeting about this. Like, our numbers aren't now a thousand at HQ, those numbers are different. So now we have to look at sourcing venues differently and we have to look at things like that. But back to my original point, like we sent some remote reminders and it's stuff like, Hey, remember to like, if you're in a meeting room, remember to put the camera on you. Remember to mute yourself. If you're not talking in the room, if you're a remote person, book a room for the people that are in person. And just like little reminders like that, that you're kind of like, wow, they're so small. But when you look at the full list, it actually like does help. Or when Paulina and Alyssa are having a beer at the keg or a coffee at the cold brew station, whatever it is, are you guys reminding me that you talked about a future podcast? You know, those water cooler conversations that maybe don't translate to the remote people and just reminding people that are back in person that, hey, we have a very hybrid culture here. 
of remote and in person, like don't forget about us. And then remote people also being aggressive about being like, Hey, what happened today? You know, and, and just remembering to be inclusive when it comes to remote versus in-person and those types of engagements. Meetings are also so integrated into event strategy, right? Like if we just take just us meeting in a call room, like that has its whole own agenda, run of show, like rules of engagement, how we should and should not interact with one another. So if we just look at this very, very small micro thing, so much has changed about how we do things, but we learned a lot through that pandemic that we can apply to this kind of going back to the office, which is very interesting. What do we think? Last words? What are takeaways for the audience? I feel like we said a lot of different things in terms of engagement, remote. Well, I think we need two more podcasts, one on C-Event Halloween and one on just overarching internal event strategy. I wrote down, I was going to jump in at one point, but just kind of this disrupted definition of events. I know we talked a lot about that when we were focused on virtual. It's like, how long should the event be? How many sessions? Can a conference be two days or three days? Or should it be multi-weeks? And so I think what you heard from kind of our return to office event campaign, I like to think of it that way, is that it's starting to adopt some of these new types of changes, right? So even those little things that are just kind of trickled out can all be rolled under this kind of broader initiative, which is return to office. And like they said, we're treating this like an event internally. Okay, this is going to be really nerdy, but we take our events pretty seriously. Obviously, we work for an events company, but we we tear out and we... We do like levels of events. We do process for every type of event. One thing that was a little eye-opening in the, in the regional office council, like return to office committees was we started to classify our employees differently. We had like five different groups of employees. So what I would recommend to listeners is if you're not already doing this and maybe you've been returned since last year and you're like, this is old news. Maybe you're returning soon. I don't know, wherever you are in your stage of returning, if you're returning at all, is to just take a snapshot of your employee landscape and look at the different tiers of things that you do for them. So for example, group one would be people in an office at HQ. Group two could be regional offices. Group three could be remote people that are in clusters or we started calling them like like high density areas like lots of sea ventures in one area yeah it's like it they're like little pods of or pockets at these major cities where they have 20 or more employees and looking at those internal events budgets like okay well me they have 30 people in denver for example where i am there's 30 of us do we get our own separate budget to do engagement events the answer is yes and so what does that mean for your events program so the two pieces of feedback I would, or uh, tips for listeners, I would be one, sync with your HR team on what your employee groups are. And then two, survey them. If you don't already have a strategy for them internally, survey them of what they want. Because like I know the groups around me or in some of the other like California areas, they want to get together, but they don't want to come into an office. They want to be remote. They chose that life and they want to maybe come back to HQ once a year and have an occasional dinner with their people in their area. And that's it. And that's fine. And that's group three. And then group four and five can be different types of remote employees. But I would say like, for you as a planner, meet with your HR, survey your employee types, and like then segment that off as, shoot, how does this impact my events programs? We started this program as a pilot program. And I think that's a key term that we can't lose sight of what we're doing right now may be significantly different in 2023. In the first half of 2023, it might be significantly different 
in the second half of 2023. I think what was something that was really a evolutionary kind of experience for our team is the added workload, the compounded roadmap, and all of it happening with really short prep time. And so I think just looking back on these past six weeks, if there's an opportunity for you to get ahead of it or start to imagine what an evolved version two of return to office might look like, you know, I'm, I'm already thinking, okay, we've been back, you know, whatever it is, six days a month or, or two days a week. What does that look like in 2023? Is this pilot program going to exist? And of course, that strategy is, is communicated outwardly, but we kind of need to be on our toes here and thinking about, okay, well, if it's three days a week, what does that mean for the events team? Does that mean more in-person events for the employees? And, and just thinking about the resourcing and bandwidth exercises that may need to take place now because it is budget season. So all things just really timely and, and just being open to an evolved plan in the quarters coming ahead. Well, listeners, we hope that you enjoyed our chat today. We went and touched on a lot of different topics. I hope you found some inspiration or thinking about your events programs a little differently, both internally and externally in some cases, depending on your events program. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Great Events, a podcast by CBUM. If you want more resources on how to make your events great, go to community.cvent.com. That's community.cvent.com. Or if you've got a question for us or just want to say hi, email us at greatevents at cvent.com.